how he got out of his depression after his suicide attempt, how he discovered his purpose, how to write a book at 25 years old, how to assess the difference between confidence and pride, how he was able to crush interviews with Tony Robbins and Matthew McConaughey and so much more coming right up. This is episode number 435 with author of Path of an Eagle and host of the Storybox podcast, Jay Phantom. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Best You Podcast with me, your host, Nick Carrier. At Best You, we exist to help individuals get closer to the best version of themselves. Because when an individual works to get closer to the best version of themselves, not only are they better off, but their friends, their family, their community, and the world are better off because of it. One way that we do this is through the 10-week transformation, where we help people build the healthy habits that transforms their self-confidence, it transforms their body, and transforms their life. If you're interested in building self-confidence and healthy habits, then go to nickcarrier.com slash 10WT. Again, nickcarrier.com slash the number 10WT. Today, you guys are going to love Jay Phantom's story. From in a deep depression to interviewing Tony Robbins to writing and releasing his first book. Jay is a persistent and passionate 25-year-old entrepreneur, award-winning filmmaker, speaker, and writer. He's the founder of the Storybox podcast, and he and the Storybox have been featured in Forbes, Business Insider, Yahoo, The Morning Show Canada, The Today Show Australia, NBC, Fox, CBS, and Market Watch, among others. Since the beginning of the Storybox podcast in November of 2019, Jay has had the privilege of unboxing the stories of more than 700 high-profile, world-class leaders from every single field. His past guests include Tony Robbins, Matthew McConaughey, Luke Bracey, Mark Manson, Josh Peck, Mel Robbins, Ryan Holiday, Gabby Bernstein, and many others. Before diving into the podcast, be sure you're subscribing to the Best You Podcast on the Apple Podcast app, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and then be sure you share the episode with a friend while you're listening. All you have to do is send them to nickcarrier.com slash podcast. And if you enjoy the show, then I would love it if you leave a five-star rating and review. But without further ado, here's to getting closer and closer to your best you with the one and only Jay Phantom. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Best You Podcast. Today, I am super excited to be joined by the one and only Jay Phantom. Jay, just want to start off by saying thanks so much for spending me, spending the time with me today. Nick, thank you so much for having me, man. Looking forward to it. Yeah, of course. So, those of you guys who listen to the podcast, Jay just He's woken up at 4 a.m. this morning, got on a long workout, had a run, some bodyweight exercises, uh, a little bit more running, and then he's already done a podcast interview, and it's 8 a.m. now, down under uh, in Australia and Queensland, and those of you guys who know me know that I am an early riser myself, and that I love the rise and grind, so I know this is going to be a great podcast today, but uh, Jay, the way I kind of want to start off I'm really excited to dive into the path of an eagle. I've really enjoyed. I haven't been able to finish it quite yet, but I've really enjoyed reading up to this point. Uh, but I kind of want to get back into a little bit of uh, your story. You know, you're young, uh, similar to me. You're a couple years younger than me. I'm 27 myself. But I kind of want to get into you. What was kind of the moment when you decided? Okay, I'm maybe not going to do a more traditional path where I'm going to go get 
more of a standard job, kind of a nine to five, because I saw that you kind of had a business school background and it's and entrepreneurship isn't necessarily something that I guess you, you studied, but then you created uh, the Storybox podcast. So when was the time that you kind of knew that you were going to take a more non-traditional path? Well, it's funny, Nick, because I wanted to take a sort of traditional path. I wanted to be a filmmaker. But yeah. life just sort of happened in the way that it was very untraditional. Uh, when I went to business college, I learned the sort of the principles of business, but I didn't. they didn't teach you how to actually run a business or the yeah. the challenges that come as a result of running a business by yourself, the financial implications, the whole bit. So I pretty much thought it was like me studying in year 12 uh, at school. It was very much similar to that. So I didn't really enjoy going to business college all that much, but I still finished and graduated with honors and then went about my life trying to run my own business in film and then trying to have like this linear path towards the top of, of being the next sort of Steven Spielberg. But uh, life happens in, in, a, in a way that sort of uh, it challenges you to a lot of the nth degree. <laughs> so I ended up getting so many different jobs as a result with a lot of different experiences. So I ended up working in Spotlight just to pay the bills, uh, which is like a, a retail store here in Australia. Uh, and then I ended up working for, let me see, I've got, I've had so many jobs, man. I got to remember all of them, but ended up working for my school eventually doing some like yard work, which then led to me working for head office. Uh, and then I worked for disabled people. One of the other jobs that I had was, yeah, trying to run my own business uh, in film. So were you trying to run your own business all while doing kind of bouncing around from these other jobs? Yeah, that you can say that, uh, I did try to sort of go out on my own without any of these other jobs, uh, trying to back me up and that didn't really work out. So I would say that I've had two to three failed attempts in trying to get my film career off the ground. But that all led me to what I'm doing today in, in running my own business with the Storybox and being able to unbox stories, write a book and do so many amazing other things, man. Uh, and I'm also like still uh, working part-time or casually for a marketing on a marketing side of things. So it's, it's all happening, honestly. Like I'm like a jack of all trades and a master of none. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, I think that's what the beginning of your career is often supposed to be about. I always think that a lot of people ask, you know, a lot of people are kind of internally continually asking them, asking themselves, what's the right job for them? What's their purpose? What, what should I be doing? And in the beginning, you're not supposed to really know. You're supposed to experiment with a lot of different things. And oftentimes I think that early on in your career, it's most helpful to first determine what you don't want to do in order to narrow it down and get closer to what you do want to do. So what was the kind of impetus, the catalyst to get you to start the podcast in particular? I mean, I, you know, it's, if you wanted to be a filmmaker, obviously you like telling stories. And so it's a relatively understandable transition to starting a podcast. But tell us a little bit more why the medium of podcasting and how you got into it. I forgot to mention one of the biggest jobs that I actually had and one of the, the things that I thought I would would be doing for the rest of my life was being in real estate. So I can't believe yeah. that one slipped my mind. So it kind of ties into your next question. Uh, so I originally started 
the Storybox 1.0 back in 2018. And it was a completely different model back then. So it'd be me and a friend would sit down. We would remu- review movies with good stories in them. Because like you mentioned, I love stories and I, I love telling stories and I love being able to absorb them. So for me, being able to review movies and just watch them seemed like this really great outlet to do. And if we liked the movie with, that had a good story in them, we put them in kind of like this virtual box, which, which became known as the story box. And then I didn't realize how difficult it actually would be, the cost on your finances, the time, commitment, you name it, all these things were just really, really taxing. And I wasn't just, I didn't have a good vision for it and and me trying to commit to something like that, I didn't really want to do. So it kind of fell flat on its face after five episodes and then I went about my life, I got into a relationship and then 2019 rolls around. And it just was a crazy start to the year. So I ended up losing my dog of 11 years, Joy, which just broke my heart. And then not long after that, the girl that I had placed my entire worth, my entire identity, my entire purpose into, she broke the relationship. And along with it, I broke too. And at the same time, this is all going on, I had just started my new career in real estate. And I had no idea what the heck I was doing. I was thrown literally into the deep end, which there's a chapter in my book called Sink or Swim. And I was sinking like crazy, which ended up working out in my favor later on, which I do describe more in the book, uh, which I'm sure you'll get to if you haven't already, Nick. But, you know, this is all... And and at the same time, this is all going on too. I'm trying to get my my film career off the ground again for a third time, this time with a business partner. And, you know, that's what I wanted to do. But I was sort of like a little bit lost and aimless at the same time. So I I wanted to do this, but I didn't want to do it. Like I was wrestling inside. And then real estate, you know, everything's just sort of compiling on itself. And then uh, sort of in June, I, I just... Like I said, I felt worthless. I felt aimless, lost, and miserable. And so I I just wanted it all to end. And as a result, I attempted to take my own life. And I'm still here today because of because God saved me. And I, I truly believe that he did. Um, and when you read that experience, I think you'll understand more of what actually happened. And then things didn't really go too well in my job circumstance. It was time for me to sort of leave real estate, which then led me down to okay, what am I going to do next? And a friend of mine, because I had started uh, reviewing movies again on, on Facebook and things like that, and he actually sent me a DM and he goes, podcast, question mark. And at, up until that point, I hadn't really thought about starting the podcast again because I, I just wanted to stay away from it, right? Like there was, I, I didn't want any of that level of commitment to be passed on to me. So I'm just like, no, nah, forget it and just put it on the back burner for a little bit. I, I ended up telling my business partner about it. He's like, oh, let's do it. Let's do it. So we decided to do this podcast together, but as it would end up happening, he parted ways and that ended up being a blessing in disguise. And so I started the Storybox 2.0, but I didn't know really what it was going to be about until I discovered my purpose, until I discovered who I was as a person. It was like this light bulb moment that went off in my brain. Okay, Jay, your purpose is to help others realize their own worth and reach their full potential through the power of stories. And that's really what the Storybox 2.0 
became. I started with friends and family, and then it just grew enormously during COVID. So it's been an amazing, amazing journey, man, and I'm I'm internally grateful for it. That's awesome, man. I I was encapsulated in in your story, and what allowed you to be presented with that light bulb moment? What allowed you to discover that purpose of, I want to allow people to discover their worth through story? Well, I didn't know my worth. I didn't know that I had a purpose. I thought my purpose was to be a filmmaker for the rest of my life. So when that didn't happen, I thought, well, what, who am I? What is, is purpose anything to do with what I do or is it anything to do with who I am? And that was part of the light bulb moment. Because I didn't have film. I didn't have really anything. But then I realized I've still got worth. I've still got, if that means that I've gone about my life all the wrong way. I've thought that having a job in this and striving for this is the right direction. That's going to give me purpose somehow. But it doesn't. Because I felt miserable still. And I realized in that moment after asking myself all those tough questions that a lot of people avoid. And I also remember saying a prayer too after my attempt to end my life. God, I need you to give me purpose. I need you to give me worth. And I need you to show me exactly what you want me to do in my life. And months later, he finally answered that prayer. And it was in his time. It was perfect timing. And I remember just being on, on, being in my room actually and um like that light bulb moment that came on and it's like jay you already have worth and and you already have purpose and that purpose is i made you to be alive and to live this life the very best way that you possibly can you take who you are your character your values your integrity your beliefs all these things you take that into what you do not the other way around because the moment we start taking, the moment we start allowing the things that we do to control who we are, then we're going to feel miserable. Then we're going to feel mm. stuck because it's like this constant cycle of life, right, Nick? It's yeah. like society has told us one thing, but then when we strive for it and we reach it, it's like we feel miserable. Like what's next, you know? But when we cut that off and we say, look, I'm going to take who I am, knowing that I am enough without this stuff already. Because when you take all that stuff away, you're left with you as a person. And I don't, I personally don't know a, a God, Nick, that creates things without worth or without purpose already. Like just look around you. Everything has its own place. And that includes you. Like life is the most valuable thing, the most important thing on the face of the earth. And we take it for granted. So I hope that answered your question in a, in a long form way. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I think, you know, one of the things that's really important for everybody to always remind themselves up is their self-worth is not based off of what they do. It's who they are. It's who they are. It's 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 their identity. And I run a 10-week transformation program with uh, clients, which is a fitness goal-setting program. And one of the things that I always tell people at the beginning of the program is it's a goal-setting program. And so at the end of the 10 weeks, we do want to the idea is to achieve a specific result, but I always talk to them about how success in this program is not about achieving a result. It's not just about hitting a number on a scale because ultimately, first, you can't control that. Second off, that's not your identity. Success in this program is is 
following through with the promises that you make to yourself and being a person of honesty and being a person of integrity and being a person of, of character and saying that you're going to do something and, and then doing it. Um, but I want to kind of go back to your to your story a little bit of, you know, you said you had this moment where you were really down and you thought about or you were maybe attempted to take your life. Talk to us a little bit about kind of, obviously it probably wasn't like you didn't, you weren't able to take your life, and then all of a sudden it was uh, rainbows and roses after that. Talk to us a little bit about what the different things were that kind of brought you out of that depression or out of that low place. Obviously, some of that had to do with kind of that light bulb moment, but talk to us a little bit more, kind of like practically, right? Because there's probably people who are listening who are in a low spot themselves too, and they're like, what can I actually do? It's it's there's one thing to say discover your purpose and there's another thing to say like what what can i practically do on a daily basis to get myself out of this low place yeah this is a good question i'm I'm glad you brought it up too so what i had to do was and it takes time and you have to be willing to go and speak to somebody you have to be willing to go and, and get help for yourself so that's exactly what i did first and foremost so i went and sought out a therapist someone who i i could trust to actually speak to. And and to be honest with you, Nick, as well, like I didn't mention that I had attempted to end my life to this therapist because I was so ashamed. I didn't want anyone to know about that. But everything else that I was struggling with or the vast majority of things that I was struggling with, I had to get to that place where I needed to share it. And it was hard. It was difficult. But the moment I took that step forward and started sharing, just little bit by little bit, the freer I started to feel. It was like this mm. massive weight was lifted off my shoulders. And because I had I had put everything deep down inside of, of me, I had bottled it all up. I didn't want anyone to know anything about what I was going through, how I was feeling. Because as men, you're taught you can't be vulnerable. You shouldn't share. And that's all wrong because a lot of men suffer. And they're suffering in silence. So the practical thing and the best thing that you can ever do is actually make your suffering and make your pain loud, not keep it down in the dark. You make it loud so people can actually, it doesn't have to be online or whatever. It can be with a close, personal, trusted friend that you just say, hey, I'm going through this. Can you please listen to me? They don't have to say anything. They can just listen. And that helps because we all have weights beating us down. And a burden shared is a burden halved. And I think all of us need to, in the practical sense, need to get to that place where please, please don't suffer in silence. Actually speak out. Mm. And next thing, a big thing for me was exercise. I know, Nick, you are big on this too coaching people, helping people through like their, their physical and their mental state is a big link to your mental health when you move your body. So when you move out in, in, uh, in nature, you, you get one with that, you, you run or you lift weights, there's that release as well. The dopamine, the endorphins, all these chemicals get released that make you feel on top of the world. And so because I, I've, I've also struggled with uh, eating disorders and addiction to exercise, I had to be careful, but I just felt that much more freer being able to exercise while also getting help. Yeah. And, you know, it's like that constant, 
progressive every single day, making that choice for yourself to not only share things with people or getting up at 4 a.m. in the morning. That's just me. I know Nick gets up early too. But for me, that works. And I think people have got to find what works for them. But just getting some sort of movement, uh, eating right, eating healthy, because that has a major link too. Uh, doing some reading. This all helped yeah. me feel a lot better, which then led to that light bulb moment, which I knew was coming at some point because I'd asked God for it, but I just didn't know when. But he was preparing me. He's like, Jay, you've, you don't just sit there and do nothing. You've got to do some work. You've got to have some action behind it. And then I will reveal it. And he did. And he revealed it in a big way. And then came more action. So it's like, it's, it's, as I say, it's persistent action, which will keep you consistent. So hopefully that helps give people some practical examples of what they can do. But it's, it's real. And I wouldn't be here alive today if it weren't for those practical things that led me to actually that light bulb moment. Yeah. No, there's so many different good things in there. You know, you start off talking about sharing your story. And I really think that one of the things that I wrote down that you is sharing your story really equals like internal freedom and, and, inter- and an internal release of like, Oh, I don't have to hold this back anymore. I can, I can actually share this with somebody else. And then you talked about moving your body, reading, eating, right? Like all those things, you know, it's pretty simple, but you still says simple does hard. And you did, you did the hard work of making sure that you, you did those things consistently. And so that's awesome. And uh, great job on, on taking ownership and responsibility of working yourself out of that. Now, I'm going to go back to the, the first thing, though, real quick, of talking to somebody else and sharing your pain with somebody else. I'm always interested or fascinated or curious. Curious is the right word. I'm always curious as to what is the spark for people to finally communicate their pain to somebody else. You know, is it the pain just gets so bad and I don't know what else to do to communicate or is it somebody else finally told you to communicate with somebody to communicate your pain with somebody else or what, what, what was the initiator for you to, okay, I need to communicate this with somebody else. To be honest with you, man, I got to the stage where I just, I felt worthless and I, I didn't know what to do with everything that was going on inside me. So I decided to make the choice to go and see someone, to go and ask for help because I felt miserable, man. Like I, I, I didn't want to feel miserable anymore. And I don't know what circumstance someone is in at the moment listening to this, but I know it's hard to speak out. I know that it is that vulnerable place that a lot of people fear to do because what are others going to think of me if I share this? It, it, and it can be the smallest little thing or it can be a big thing. It could be bottled up inside. doesn't matter what it is. The point is that you should not be suffering. You have chosen to suffer for the long, longest time and you shouldn't stay there because it's not, it's not good for you. And I finally realized that it wasn't good for me because I was miserable and I hated feeling miserable, man. And like I say in my book, like you weren't made to stay stuck. You weren't made for the ground. You were made for the skies to soar in your life, to reach heights of fulfillment. 
for joy, for happiness, for all these incredible things, that that's what, not just myself, but that's what God created you for and to be stuck and to, you're going to have to go through the pain anyway, whether you run from it or you go through it, Mm. you're going to end up in pain, but going through it and ending up on the other side of it, it making that choice is the best decision you can ever make. And I'm living proof of that. And if my story is not example enough, then look at so many other people's stories, man. I mean, I'm sure Nick, you've heard many stories that have inspired you to to speak out more, do what you're doing today. But other this, the example is, if you have the courage, just a little bit of courage to speak up to someone you trust or you have even greater courage to step out into the unknown and you face the pain head on, you're going to learn a lot about life. You're going to learn a lot about yourself. And that is the best thing because you're going to grow. You're going to mature. And we weren't, we weren't created not to grow. And it feels 10 times worse when you don't grow. So I just encourage people all the time. I said, don't be afraid. Your story matters. It has worth, it has value. And don't think for a second that by you sharing, then no, everyone's going to judge you. They're not. And if they are judging you, then shame on them. Go to somebody else. Go to someone else that you trust, you love, and you respect. And then share whatever you want to share. Just get a little bit off your chest because that's going to give you permission to get more and more and more off. So hopefully that helps, man. Yeah. Amen to that. I love it. I love it. One of the things I'm kind of curious about is you you mentioned how you went from job to job to job to job, all different kinds of industries. And you probably had these different moments where you thought like, oh, this is the path. This is the path. This is the path. This is the path. And so you had this period of time where you lacked a lot of focus. And so how does somebody who had the few years of like a a lack of focus then have the ability to sit down and write a book because like a book I know takes a lot of focus and a lot of time, energy and attention focused on one particular thing. And so like, again, practically speaking, how did you channel your inner focus to be able to sit down and really dedicate consistent time, energy and attention to the same thing or because it seems like it, was never really that case in the in the years leading up to it. We'll be back to the interview in just a second. But first, I wanted to share a quick testimonial from a past participant of the 10-week transformation program. I started running the 10WT in the beginning of 2020, and I've had over 150 people on counting go through it, and they've seen amazing results both inside and out. If you're inspired to join after listening to the testimonial, then go to nickcarrier.com to learn more. We'll get back to the episode in just a minute, but first, here's what they had to say. I'm Beth, and I joined the program to really rev up my workout and try to lose some weight. I love the um, scoreboard. My overall goal was around maximizing nutrition and moving every day uh, so that I could live a healthy life, and I had a success indicator of losing weight during the program. And I exceeded my goal, uh, which I was super excited about. My favorite thing about the program is the workout. Um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, really getting in there and being focused and, and also having fun. You should join the next program because Nick rocks. I actually 
So when I finished the first version, it's taken me four long years to get this book out into the world. But when I first started and I finished the first draft, I had no idea what it was. All I did was pretty much vomit everything that I was going through and everything that I was feeling. And somehow I thought naively, I'm like, this is going to be easy. You know, it's going to become a New York Times bestselling book straight off the back of this because people will want to hear exactly what Jay has to say. I was very, very green. And I remember reading the first draft. It was a very different title too. It was called In Failure, You Learn Humility. Not a great title for a book, but more a chapter title. Uh, and then I remember giving it to one other person to read and seeing the look on their face when they finished reading it. They're like, what the heck is this? <laughs> and I didn't even know myself. I'm just like, what is this? You know? So I shelved it. Uh, maybe a part of me thought that I might go back to it later on, but I just, I was so ashamed of it that I'm like, no way will I ever come back to this. Or so I thought. And then not long after that, I ended up getting inspired and having a conversation with my boss at the time who shared with me four P's or four principles that I actually live out in my life, which I then turned into my five P's. And I thought, you know what, that's, that's inspiration enough for another book. So I started writing this other book and then I got halfway through that one and I'm like, hang on a minute, I've got this first book that I started writing and I gave up on it. And I, my granddaddy's wise words kept coming back to me, man. It was like frustrating. It was nagging me. And um, the words were, if you start something, give it your all, finish strong. And I hadn't been doing that. I didn't give it my all. I had half, I have half asked it as Matthew McConaughey says. And that annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. really did because my grandfather had taught me all about excellence growing up and I, I wasn't excellent then. And so, all right, fine. I will go back to this book and I will try as much as possible to give enough focus and attention to it and try and figure out what this thing is going to be. So I remember saying a, a quick prayer, saying something like, God, I need you to give me the words. If you want me to write this book, I need you to show me exactly what you want me to write. And I need you to give me the determination to actually finish it. And that's when The Path of an Eagle was really born. So I deleted everything and started from scratch again and really discovered this unique healing path that, that God has put me on called The Path of an Eagle. It's derived from my life verse, Isaiah 40, 31, which talks about when you have hope in the Lord, he will renew your strength. He will then... Uh, mounts you up on the wings like eagles and he will give you the ability to run and, and not grow weary. So that for me was like my inspiration going in and writing about, okay, what are, what are people struggling with? I knew what I was struggling with was not knowing my worth, feeling stuck. So how do I get out of this? And I wanted to show people how to lead their life in the best way possible, lead their life out of these challenges and these difficult moments and onto their own. If they want to be on the path of an eagle, fantastic. But the path of an eagle is just the beginning. So uh, that's really the, um, the catalyst. And I use stories from not just my life, but the lives of people that I've been fortunate enough to interview and the wisdom and, and the advice that comes from that. 
And um, I ended up finishing the book and it is coming out very, very soon, which is quite surreal, to be honest. Yeah, man. Congrats. Congrats. And I always applaud everybody who has uh, written one book or many books because I know the the focus and the time, energy, and attention that it takes to to dedicate to a project like that. So I commend you for uh, making that, going back and and following your your grandee's advice of starting something, sticking to it, finishing strong. So uh, really great job with that. Now let's let's continue to kind of talk about this this period of your life, right? You're going through a book promotion, and this is the first, very first time that you're doing it. Talk to us a little bit about what the grind looks like on a book promotion and really kind of how maybe difficult and or exciting that it really is at at the same time. It's very nerve wracking, (laughs) to be honest. What's the most nerve wracking part of it, do you think? Well, for me personally, I have such high expectations on myself. And for me, being a perfectionist, I really wrestle with is this book going to do well? And I think a lot of authors that I've spoken to, they've all said the same thing. They all want their book to do well. I mean, you don't want the book to flop. (laughs) That's like the worst case scenario. But I'm like, I've accepted the fact that if this book does flop, then that's okay. I was given the opportunity and it might not have been, you know, what I thought it would have been, but it's still ultimately, it is what it is. And I've just come to that level of acceptance. I'm going to work my absolute butt off so that it doesn't become a flop so that but the message will hopefully resonate with people or it doesn't. And that is, that is fine for me. I've just come to that understanding. There's a lot of work involved with publicity, with reaching out to people, with actually doing a lot of the work. So a lot of speaking, uh, you've got to warm up your voice a lot. You've got to try and be as humble as you possibly can when you're talking because I, I don't, as much as it may seem unbelievable, I don't like talking about myself. I hate asking people for things. Um, I love serving. I love being a blessing to people. So it's hard for me to get into that mindset of, all right, Jay, you're promoting your, your book. You're trying to help people. So do that <laughs> yeah. uh, as best you can. But yeah, because it's my first one. It's, it's sort of a a whirlwind of, of emotions and experiences at the same time too. I've got a lot of great friends and, and people that are helping me along the way, which is awesome. And, and you have agreed to help me too, Nick, which is even better. You know, like all these people that have said yes to me, it's, I count it for something. I, I think it's, it's worthwhile, you know, like yeah. don't take it for granted. And, you know, if I can write a book and end up through like, countless rejections and then finally get to this place where it's officially going to be published in the biggest market in the world. And I'm Australian and I'm 25 years old at the moment. Like what's to stop someone else from doing it? You know what I mean? Like I hope this inspires others to reach for newfound heights because that's the whole message. Soar in your life and don't give up. Yeah. I mean that, yeah, for sure, dude. And to go back, you know, I'm sure that it's going to be a great success too. And and you got to have high expectations for yourself and then you got to work your butt off to try to live into them. But like I was kind of talking about with the, with my fitness program, you, you control what you can control and that's working your butt off to do as many podcast interviews and all those things as possible. And then if the result doesn't quite pan out as you would have loved to it, 
that doesn't say anything about you as a person. You did what you could. You, you controlled what you can. And and you're going to learn, like you said, you're going to learn a lot regardless about yourself, about life. And I know that you'll even if you know if this if it's not this one, it'll be the one after that. If it's not the one after that. You'll you did something will continue. Uh, you'll continue to get after it. You'll consist continue to take persistent action so you can be consistent. So yeah, man, want to want to acknowledge you for that. And kind of like you just said, so you're 25 years old. I think that one of the things that can hold a lot of people back is thinking they're too young thinking that they don't belong in the room or being intimidated around people who are either older or wealthier or more knowledgeable by than them. And yet that can go from somebody who's an entrepreneur like you or I. It can go for somebody who's in a business meeting around surrounded by coworkers. So I want you to talk to a little bit about how when you're young amongst older, more seasoned individuals, how to stay confident in your speech and how to stay confident in your message. Oh, this is a good one, actually. And I, I, I always say that I'm a forever learner. Like I'm never going to reach this, this level where I know everything. I think that's just egotistical and pride trying to take over your life. And I say in the book as well, when ego is present, it's time to subdue it and get rid of it because it's not going to serve you well. It's just going to, you know, create a lot of issues in your life if you allow ego and pride to take over. And these people that know more than me, that are highly, highly more successful than me, fantastic. What can I learn from them? You know, I ask questions, being always curious because there's always going to be someone out there that knows more than me. I think there's a level, levelness of, Okay, how much is confidence being actually confident within yourself and how much of it is actually pride? So I think having an understanding of humility, but also going in there confidently of knowing what you really do know. And that for me was, okay, I've interviewed so many amazing people. I've been able to learn some great wisdom from them. But at the end of the day, I'm not giving anyone advice. All I'm doing is sharing my story. And that's all I can say to people is if you have a story, which everyone does, then share that confidently because it's your story. No one else can take that away from you. You don't have to, if you have a qualification, fantastic. That probably qualifies you to give advice, but you don't have to take on board any of that advice. It's your choice, whether or not you want to. Everyone has got an opinion as well. You don't have to listen to it. So I think being confident in yourself is looking at your story, looking at your life, looking at where you've come from to where you are today and walking with integrity, walking with honesty, walking with, okay, how do I want people to see me as? Do I want them to see me as a cocky, overly proud and arrogant individual, which is not going to help my relationships at all? Or do they want to see a humble, contrite person that wants to learn, that is eager to learn, that is always curious and actually listens to other people properly and then takes on board what they need to take on board. So everyone wants to share their two cents worth. It doesn't, you, you sort of, you quantify it. And I think experience will always be the best teacher in my, in my own opinion and my own learnings because 
for me, going through a lot of things, sure, I'm young, but age has got nothing to do with it. You can live a great amount of years in a short space of time. It was the experience that taught me. And I know I'll say it again, that I'm not there yet. I never will be. But that excites me, man. That that gets me hyped. <laughs> yeah. To know that, I, that I'm not there and I never will be. So I think that people just need to understand that you you have a choice whether or not you want to listen to people or you can. And, and, and if you do listen to someone that is a negative Nancy, that will get you down. Or you can just rise above it and move through this world and, and through, on this journey with integrity, with honesty, and with humility as well. Yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, uh, before I ask the last question here, Jay, I just want to acknowledge you for taking, you know, what I said earlier, taking ownership and responsibility over getting out of the negative place that you were in through taking action. You know, one of the things, one of my favorite things that you said was, you know, you prayed to God to show you your purpose and, and to get you out of the situation, but you knew that it wasn't just going to be handed to you. You knew that God required you to take action first. And, you know, that's one of the things that I'm a spiritual person too and, and, and believe in God. And I think one of the things that actually sometimes frustrates me about how some people speak about it is they, they pray to God thinking that God's just going to do everything for them. It's like, no, God has a pre... I mean, obviously I'm not going to... Exp- I'm not going to try to say I know exactly what God requires, but... In my opinion, God has the prerequisite of you've got to take action first, and then it'll it'll be revealed there. And then you did a great job of of doing that. And again, I want to commend you and acknowledge you for being super consistent with your focus on the book. And uh, despite trashing the first draft of it, and then going to this, this other draft, and then you kind of found the path of an eagle right there in the middle. And it's I know it's going to be a great book from the. A handful of chapters I've already read, and I know people are going to to love it. So you guys make sure that you go get The Path of an Eagle. Uh, it's available uh, for pre-order right now, right? Awesome. The pa- Go get The Path of an Eagle, and you can go listen to Jay's podcast as well, the Storybox podcast. He's had amazing people on, like Tony Robbins, Matthew McConaughey, some absolute legends on there. So go take a listen to that, and you can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts, and you can also... Follow him and the podcast on Instagram at the Storybox Podcast and at I am Jay Phantom as well, and that stuff will obviously all be in the show notes as well. Uh, is there any other good place that I'm that I'm missing that people should go follow and support you? No, man, it's all it's all good and well. I'm not hard to find. Uh, if people want to follow me, then fantastic. If they don't, also fantastic. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. Well, last question here, Jay, is that I think. To get closer to the best version of yourself, it's a constant journey. Like you said, the fact that you're never going to be there has got you hyped, and, and me too. I, I love the fact that we're never going to reach this point where we're satisfied. We can always learn more, experience more, and, and things of that nature. So it's a constant journey, and I also think it's a unique journey. I think the way that I'm going to get closer to the best version of myself is going to be a little bit different than the way that you get closer to the best version of yourself. So the last question is for you personally. If there are three things... That, J- that you could currently do to get closer to the best version of Jay Phantom that you could possibly be, then what are the three things that you could currently do or currently work on? Number one, be persistent to remain consistent the things that you want. That is a life motto for me because if you're not persistent, then consistency will not follow. And two, 
I, like I said, I'm a man of faith. So I think having that persistent attitude that every single day I get up, I spend time with my savior. And I say as well in the book that he's given me everything and I, I owe him everything and he owes me nothing, but he still gives. And he's, he's put me on the best path possible. And for me, and as long as I live, I will continue to serve him, continue to bring glory to his name. And um, that for me is going to help also get me to the very best version of myself, I believe, uh, being spiritually inclined, mentally inclined, physically inclined. All those aspects really, really help create the very best version of Jay. And lastly, but definitely not least, <laughs> it is showing up with integrity. Without my integrity, I don't think that I can be authentic. I, I don't think that I can show up as really who I am and how God has created me to be. So valuing my integrity above all else, being true to that, is just going to serve me incredibly well in being the very best version of me. Mm, I love it, man. Well, showed up with integrity today by having the humility and the honesty and the openness of, of sharing your story of the the dark times in your life that I know, you know, way back then when you were going through them, you probably would have never dreamed of hopping on a podcast and, and telling that story. And so I want to acknowledge you for kind of getting over that hurdle and, and having the ability to, to share that with, with so many others. And so that's powerful, man. It's powerful. So you guys make sure you go grab a coffee, copy of The Path of an Eagle and go follow the Storybox podcast. Go follow Jay at I am Jay Phantom. But Jay, that's all we got today, bro. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Nick. Great questions. Great speaking with you. Thanks, man. Wow, what an inspiring story from Jay. I really commend him for having the courage to be authentic and tell his story from being down in the dumps. I mean, I know it's not an easy thing to do to tell other people when you were super down, and he just did an amazing job of letting us all into his life. So make sure you share this episode with a friend or family member by sending them to nickcarrier.com slash podcast. Send it to someone who is lacking purpose in their life. Maybe they're anxious, depressed, or down in the dumps. Just send them this episode to let them know that there is hope to work themselves out of it. Just send them to nickcarrier.com slash podcast. And remember, your self-worth is not tied to what you do. You have intrinsic self-worth because our God doesn't create worthless things. He doesn't create worthless people. And build your own confidence by taking action. Don't expect something to come to you. You go to it. You take action. Say you're going to do something and then do it. And then rinse and repeat. And then let go of the results that follow. But for now, it's time. It's time to tell others your story and tell them your pain. If you're going through something right now, tell them your story to give yourself that internal freedom. It's time to find your purpose and soar like an eagle like you were meant to become so that you can get closer and closer to your best you. Can.